yo, 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 we back, back again. Welcome to Step Into the Light, Step Into the Mic podcast. It's your boy M Dot. We got Smooth over here. You know, what I mean, this is definitely gonna be a special episode because we got two of the guys that we grew up with. They represent the Bad News crew, even though we got a couple that's not on here. We got Michael McLaren. We got my boy Vaughn. So go ahead and gentlemen, go ahead and introduce yourselves, man. Go ahead, G's. Scary, you already know. It's Mike, Bad News. Representing it's the gang. Uh, you can follow me at Lee Nonchalant underscore on Instagram. And the brand page is Nonchalant Clothing Brand at Nonchalant Clothing Brand. And yeah. Word, word. It's your boy Vaughn. You know what I mean? As you can see, we in the closet. <laughs> it's like now, nah, wish your boy Javon. Um, you can follow me at Instagram on uh, King X Vaughn underscore. And uh, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel at King, uh, excuse me, Vaughn's Closet on YouTube. And uh, yeah, you know what I mean? I'll let, I'll let Matt and Joe take it away from there. And, uh, let this conversation flow. I bet. Well, we definitely appreciate y'all both being here uh, nice. this evening. I know y'all are super busy. Um, taking time out y'all day to come kick it with y'all boys. Yes, so uh, welcome. You know what I mean? Welcome to the platform. But y'all already, I mean, this ain't nothing new to y'all. The way we chop it up is just, you know, this is what we do. So, you know what I mean? So let me ask ask y'all a question. Yo, how's how's y'all mental? You know what I mean? I think that's important as black men. We talk about, you know, our mental and how we feeling, you know what I mean? How's life and everything like that? How's 2022 been so far? Even though we've gotten six days in, you know what I mean? So what's what's going on with y'all? How's y'all mental? How's everything with y'all? Um, it's, uh, I'm gonna be transparent, man, because I feel like a lot of times when people get asked this question, especially black men, um, it'd be frightened, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we shy away from this conversation. So for me, the end of 2021, I'm not gonna lie, my mental health was, uh, was pretty messed up. I'm gonna try not to curse, man. I'm gonna try my best. There you go, bro. Uh, my, my mental health was, was not the best, you know what I mean? Um, I was going through a lot financially. Uh, didn't really know if bills was going to be paid. And uh, I didn't know if I was going to be able to travel back home for the holidays. I was able to do so. Um, but at first, you know what I mean? Beginning of November, I didn't know if it was going to be able to be, if it was going to be able to be uh, to happen. Um, for those who don't know, all the listeners out there, um, I lived in Delaware for the past eight years. And that's, well, I've known all everybody on here prior to that, but I lived in Delaware for the past eight years, and I moved to Atlanta in uh, January, January of 2020. And so that's what I said when I um, if I wasn't, I didn't know if I was going to be able to come home or not, but that's what I'm referring to because I was in Atlanta. So yeah, that that whole being alone for the holidays thing, it, it definitely messed up my my mental. The, uh, the seasonal depression is real, and I learned the hard way this year. So, uh, but now I'm going into 2022. It's better. Um, things are looking on the up and up. So, yeah. Um, yo, that's that's very interesting, man. I didn't know any of that. I mean, yeah, that, yeah, not not to that degree. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm glad you was able to get through that shit, though, yo. For real. Yeah, yeah, that shit's heavy. <laughs> yeah, I got I gotta give you flowers. I gotta give you your flowers on that one, man, because you know what I mean. I think that takes a lot of transparency when it comes to that and to to admit that you know what i mean and to actually 
talk about that openly. I respect that. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I always got a love for you. You know what I mean? You know, and I'm always here for you in your corner. You already know that, bro. But I do okay. respect that, man. Go ahead, Big Mike. What's, what's going on with you, bro? How's your mental? My mental is actually okay. You know, I'm going to be one, just like Vaughn as far as transparent. Uh, the end of 2021 was kind of crazy for me. Um, got into a serious car accident uh, December 8th. And um, just bouncing back from there, I feel like, you know, God just just really saved me at that point in time. Like, if, if, I, if I did not believe there was a higher, a higher up, at that point in time, man, that shit, it was real. Um, I was just pretty much coming out of Christiana Fashion Center and the guy just T-boned me to the right side, which enabled my vehicle in um, the middle of the intersection, which was heavy volume. You know, everybody's Christmas shopping around that time. Yeah, yeah that shit. So um, I'm pretty crazy. much just, yeah, man, I'm pretty much just really blessed um, that I was able to bounce back or, you know, just be able to walk out of that situation. Um, I'm just now getting back to work. Um, blessed to be able to have a job and have insurance and have all my my oars in the water as far as me leading up to this day, this present day of me getting back to work and a great support system. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just you know keeping it keeping it going. Um, yeah, <clears throat> glad you uh, ended up okay because this is crazy, yo. Because it was it was you. And then you're twin. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. What was that like? A, a week before or two, something like that? No, it, yeah, it was like two weeks before she ended up getting an accident. And um, that was a pretty serious accident as well. And she walked oh, out man, of that, man. as well as my nephew walked out of that. So it was okay. just, it's just been a little, a little, a little scary, you know, a little PTSD on the road, worrying about other drivers because yeah. it's crazy. You're, you're you're doing what you need to be doing on the road, and then you have to really worry about someone else's nut behind crashing into you. It was it just blew my whole night that whole night. So I mean, yeah, I was able to bounce back, and um, I'm in my own home and the start of 2022. Um, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Me and my girl, right we actually everything's going well with that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, new improvements to the house that we live in and all that. So, 2022, um, it's gonna be a good year. So, big how else, long my you, dude. yeah, big guy. I, I, pre- I love that, man. Go ahead, go ahead, smooth. Go ahead, tell your stuff, and I'm, I'm gonna come back to Mike. I gotta ask a question. Um, I mean, shit, I got out of the military, I'm back in the states. That's how my year ended. And uh what shit, I'm back in school now. I'm back in that motherfucker too, but <laughs> that workload, they not playing around. We just started. <laughs> just started. I got it, yeah. I got I got some things to read and and some some stuff to fill out. But um, yeah, man, y'all already know big moves is coming in 2022. Um, my show will be out here in March. Uh, thank goodness. Um, shoot, what else, Can't man? Wait for that I baby mean, to come. So yeah, um, we out here in 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 Raleigh now. Um, you know that's a new home. Moved wow. out here officially. Shoot, last week, I guess. Yeah, last weekend, last Sunday, last Sunday. Nice. Um, so yeah, I'm just settling down. Uh, hanging out, man. Just trying to 
trying to maintain really it's, it's different switching from a military lifestyle back to civilian <clears throat> excuse me it's um it's a bit of an adjustment honestly and being back in the states too i'm still getting uh, accustomed to being out here even the little small things like dinner time what time y'all normally eat dinner like five, five, six, four, five, six. Wow, that's early. I'm that's going for about seven. like uh seven thirty, eight o'clock. That's too late. Eight o'clock. Okay. It yeah. For a while, I'll probably be eating about like nine thirty, ten o'clock. Um, yo, but you gotta think. Everything opens up late out there. Like mm. it's like I don't. It's yeah. Everything opens up late. Um, matter of fact, restaurants probably be open at nine o'clock. And they don't close until like 11, 30, 12. So, that's a, that's a yeah. Spain thing, right? That's a Spain thing. Yeah, that's, that's a cultural thing for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that may just be a European thing, period. Um, because they do it in other countries as well. Uh, Italy is the same way. Um, but yeah, man. So just just getting used to being uh, Joe Kennedy again and not C2 Kennedy uh, or Petty Officer Kennedy. You know what I mean, it's yeah, it's different. But I'm ready though. Mentally, um, I'm definitely I've, I've definitely switched over some gears. And um, yeah, man, I'm ready. I'm ready. So so, I'm ready. so inform inform the listeners about the process of getting out and 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 transforming back to that civilian world because to me, to me, I'm gonna be honest, like when you when you were telling me the process, you gotta stay two weeks, like at a naval base and then and then then you're free it's like isn't it similar to like they're deprogramming you to get ready for that like kind of kind of getting you out of that military that military like feel and then back to civil like deprogramming all that militariness even though it's never going to leave you but kind of trying to be like all right bet you can't live this way no more you got to go back to being able to live this way because you've been living that way for eight years now eight nine years so check it out yeah i put it to you like this for somebody that went straight into the military after high school, it would probably take them a lot longer to adjust opposed to me, right? Because I didn't go straight out of high school. I tried school for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I went in when I was 20, 21, some shit like that. But um, yeah. so that that switch wasn't hard for me. I already knew how to grind as a civilian. Some of these guys don't or some of these guys and women don't, you know, that's all that they know. That's just like somebody going to prison. I mean, really it's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Institutionalized. Um, institutionalized. You become institutionalized as something after four years. Uh, me, that never happened. Because <laughs> uh, I already knew, you know, what my lifestyle was going to be and how I wanted to move. Now, you know, you have to move in line because, you know, that's just how the game goes. But no, I, it, that that transition wasn't hard for me. But the process of getting out was more checking you out of the system. Mm. The thing that preps you for facing civilian life is a program called TAPS. Um, and TAPS is pretty much, they teach you how to find a job, how to build a resume. Wow. Um, wow. Interview tips. Oh, shit. Um, applying for school, like, yo, the things that we, you know, already knew how to do, they're teaching you that all over again. 
because some people really forget they rely on the military so much. It's like, Uncle Sam not paying me no more. So what I'm supposed to do now? You know, it's crazy, bro. When you brought up like institutionalized, right? Because I work, I work for the, I work for the, for the prison system, right? And I work law enforcement. Literally what you just said is exactly the same thing they do to guys about to get released within 30 days. They get resources that come in. They try to help them get their plan right. Mm-hmm. Get them to places where they can get services and, and, and interviews and all that. Like literally what you just said is exactly the same thing they do in the prison life. That is that is mind blowing. That's mind blowing, bro. It's real, man. It's, it's just similar. It's, it's similarities yeah. to it. It's the similarities. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Vaughn. Speak on it, bro. No, no, I was I didn't mean to cut y'all off, but it's not you good. It's like if you really I mean, just because we have somebody with military background, we have somebody, you know what I mean, law enforcement background, and everybody here is going to public school and everything like that. It's like all of those systems are very, very, very similar. They're just tweaked in certain ways, you know what I mean, to fulfill, a, a, you know what I mean, a different void for each, you know what I mean, situation. Like I said, schooling, public schooling, the military, and then, like you, like I said, law enforcement, it's all it's all the same system at the end of the day. It's just tweaked in different ways to um to apply in different situations. But it's definitely wild what you say it out loud and really be like, damn, that's yeah. Imagine Matt's whole reaction just now. It's like bro, like <laughs> I, I, I'm literally, like, literally when he what he just mm-hmm. said, because my job is to get those guys services, right? So I'm the guy that from the law enforcement, I go into prison, I meet with those guys, I, con- I have conversations with them, we talk about what they need, what they don't need, what I can help them with. Literally, literally what you just said is everything we talk about. Like, boom, call this number, you can get this. I, when you get out, I get your bus passes, you know what I mean? I get your transportation, um, resources, what type of skills did you acquire while you were incarcerated? Those type of things that can translate to back into that civilian population. Same thing with the military. If you don't have certain certifications that'll apply in the real world, then you're screwed. Like if you just did mm-hmm. infantry or you didn't do anything like electrical or, or construction or engineering, something that'll I bet you can use that to apply in the civilian world, you're screwed. It's all it's it's so crazy because if you if you listen to what Joe just said, correct me if I'm wrong, but Joe, you just said that it takes four years to get in, in, institutionalized, correct? Mm-hmm. That's the theory. Or yeah. I mean, once you get to high school, ideally, how many years are you in school? How many years. years are you in high school? Four years. Four years, bro. How many years are you ideally supposed to be in college? Four years. I, it's wow. It's no Ain't that wild, yo? It's no coincidence. Mind blown right there, bro. So it was it was something that they were saying how how public school was, right? It's very similar to how a prison schedule is. Um or it has something to do with like the way the bell rang uh, was the same way that they ring the bells in, in prison and you have your yard time, which is recess. And yeah. you know what I'm that's saying? True. That's some wild shit in itself. Yo, let me yeah. go get my tin hat. Let me find my tin hat because. <laughs> <laughs> Real rap. That's, no, 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 it's, funny. Like, it's crazy. The similar, because school, all school teaches you how to be a good worker. School doesn't do nothing to advance you entrepreneur wise like to actually start a business to make money to it just teaches you how to work for a system that's been indoctrinated into the society since the beginning of time you know what i mean i i think that to break that cycle it is it, something that you're gonna have to it's gonna be have to be a lot of people stand up and say no nah, we're not doing it this way no more because the the the, the way the, the way the schooling is you 
you sit in your assigned seat. You get assigned. You can't sit where you want. You get assigned to sit where you want. In prison, you get assigned a bunk. You get assigned a number. You get assigned the name. Whatever the case may be, it's very similar, man. Like uh, the aspects of it is 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 it's mind blowing how you can just put them like we talked about earlier that compare and contrast bubble. That compare and contrast mm-hmm. bubble. If you compare the prison life to school, you're gonna see a lot of things that are exactly the same, and then you're gonna see yeah. things that are not the same. Like they can leave at the end of the day. You leave at three o'clock. Usually in a prison life, you can you can be in program from eight to three, but you go back into your your area. You're not leaving to go home. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a lot of them guys. Wow. Like, I'm gonna break it down. Like, like even that wow. Like even like I'm gonna break it down. Right? Like those guys in the in the prison, they have to do. They have to get a job. They have to do different programs they, because, bro, you it, it's going to be boring. You're not going to do anything. You're not going to get free time. You're not going to get good time if you just stay in your cell all day. Like, that's boring. A lot of those guys mm-hmm. get jobs. They go. They, they get their high school education. Like, they, some of those guys in there, they take advantage of the opportunity that is given to them in there. Like, a lot that's of them good. are not just sitting around. A lot of them are doing stuff to get free time, to get good time, to get different opportunities. So I will credit the um, those guys that are actually doing that. But other guys, they just do their time, man. They don't do nothing. They do their time. They try to get out. Boom, boom, boom. That's it. Whatever they can do. But a lot of it is they'll they'll, they'll go to programming from like eight o'clock to three. They'll do different classes, whether it's like um, a money class teach you how to set up a bank account when you get out, or a high school class, or like different different types of groups. Like sex offenders got their own type of classes they got to take. All all this different stuff. Domestic violence, mm-hmm. all these different type of classes that they have to take in order to kind of uh, complete their sentence level. So it's wild, bro. Wow. Wild as hell, man. Yeah. Well, hey, what can you do? So yo, so all right. So 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 I'm I'm gonna tell you how my new year went because I know we went on a tangent, but I ain't give it. So my my new year, you know, I mean 2022 for me has gone okay in a sense. My mental's been okay. You know what I mean? I battled some health issues last year. I'm just now getting back to like a hundred percent. I had COVID in November, you know what I mean? That was trash. Now my son is sick, so I got to deal with that. It's a lot of things I'm battling, you know what I mean? And it's just, you know, trying to be that 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 person, that dad, that father that's just always there for their for they son. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Him being sick, seeing that, that's like, that's tragic because you're like, what can I do to, to kind of not, I, I wish I could just take the sickness away from you, but you can't. You got to be there, monitor them, make sure they good, getting their medicine and everything like that. So now I'm experiencing that firsthand. Like, shit, this yeah. is the same stuff my mom was doing for me when I was a young baby, even though I don't recall it, but same thing dealing with that being up all night watching them sleep it's, it's a lot it's an adjustment it's an adjustment hey man were you killing it in the dad department bro yeah I feel, like just, you, I feel like you just undermined it man you got you 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 had exactly first as a dad this year man first first year holidays first christmas like yeah i know i know you just highlighted all the negative man talk about the positive you just went no 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 so so his um his thanksgiving was good like he had a good thanksgiving he had we had a good christmas um a good new year's because we spent it together me and my wife and my son so like all those things were great like those were those were those were beautiful things to kind of see him react and, and ripping the toys you know what I mean? And and seeing the joy in his face, seeing him react to the first snow day. You know what I mean? That was cool. That seeing was that, that snow, was very you know adorable. I mean? But it, then again, yeah. he's like, he's still a baby. So he's not going to remember any of this stuff. But it's it, for us, it's us to enjoy you, and be like, yeah, experience yeah, yeah, for us to experience and be like, oh, sh-, like, OK, I, I see the smile on his face. So I, I think a lot of those things, like what Bond said, you know what I mean? I, I don't take those things for granted. But it's just uh, sometimes uh, uh, those negative things kind of impact and make it kind of like hard to think about the positive things. I will say that. You yeah. Know what I mean? and, I, and, I, and I'm trying to be 
on a positive tangent, you know, coming in on the new year, trying to trying to establish that positive affirmation, that positive thinking more, because it's like when you speak things and you manifest things, when you say, I want to do this, that, and the third, you actually do do it. You know what I mean? I'm going to piggyback on that real quick, man, before we go any further, because I want to, I want to challenge all of y'all to try something. I mean, every day and every night before you go to bed, because I'm trying to do it. Um, and it, it just, it just touches on everything you just said. You know what I mean? I want you guys to pinpoint a, a specific goal you might have this year or a specific thing that you want to achieve and tell yourself in the mirror every morning, say it three times, say whatever it is you're trying to achieve, tell yourself you're going to achieve it three times every day in the morning when you wake up and then three times at night before you go to sleep or before you take it down for the night. You know what I mean, mm. because just to speak that, verbal affirmation out loud every day to yourself but not only just saying it but like looking yourself in the eye and saying it you know what i mean to further push the idea that you truly are going to achieve it and you yourself are going to do everything you can to achieve it so like i touched on in the beginning like a lot, one of my struggles last year and it's potentially for a while has just always been money management and just financial struggles so you know what i mean i'm telling myself every day in the morning that 2022 will be my last year with any type of financial issues and financial, mm. you know what I mean, troubles, you know what I mean? So I'm telling myself that three times every day in the morning and three times every day at night. If you want to write it down on a sticky note to put it on your mirror in the bathroom, do that. You know what I mean? I just, I want everybody here and everybody listening to try to practice that because that's where it starts. They say, if you have a goal and have something to achieve, the by telling X amount of people amplifies it because you're putting it into the universe, but then also sent out. it starts with, I think, um, writing it down, saying it out loud and telling somebody or like the three steps to going to working towards achieving a goal that you have. You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to instill that into my guys so that we can appreciate that, bro. All, all yeah, be successful, yeah. man. We're nah, about to be 30, you know what I mean? So some, I like of, us that a lot. some yeah. of us are trying to start families and whatnot. So it's like, I respect it's, it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Word. <clears throat> yeah, I respect that, bro. I, I like that a lot. And, I, and it's crazy because mm-hmm. I'm in this other group chat with um with me, an old, an older guy, and, and a couple other guys, all black men. We we in this group chat, and we talk we we talk about that. Like we talk about pushing each other. Like our our goal now is to kind of like get healthier. So I got my um I got Reggie's dad is in there. Like that's my brother in law. Mm-hmm. His his dad is an yeah. eight fifty, but he looked good for his age. He got a lot of wisdom, and like he he said himself, he was like, my goal was to was to get back in the gym, and he did that. At fifty years old, he got back in the gym. Bro was shredded, like shred crazy, bald head like yeah. mine, shredded, right? So, um, he all oh, he talks to us, and you know, what I mean, he mentors us, and we and it's and and it's a lot of good stuff, you know what I mean? Trying to push us to elevate us to be better as black men, you know what I mean? And I think that's something that. I want to actually input into the group chat that we have together as bad news. You know what I mean? Trying to push us to elevate and be better than how we was before. Same thing with Vaughn was saying that positive affirmation, that continuance, that pushing each other. Cause I think a lot of times we don't really, you know, we don't really give everybody kudos when they're doing some great things. You get what I'm saying? I think sometimes it might get swept under the rug. Like I, I got to give Joe his flowers because he just did a remarkable move, moving to North Carolina. You know what I mean? Not getting stagnant from coming out of the military. Cause you could have gone stagnant. You could have just spent oh, yeah. this. I'm gonna just chill. Right. You know what I mean? I gotta give uh, Mike his flowers for uh, um, becoming in his own, getting his own crib with his girl. You know what I mean? Oh, we we gotta give each other. I gotta give Vaughn his flowers for starting his own YouTube channel and kind of 
you know, becoming his own with the fitters and everything and getting to that urban, urban, um, urban street, which he's always been. And I've always Yo, told him this. Always We've always told it. him this. We've always said it. Always told him to start a streetwear freaking YouTube, and they just started doing it. So I think we got to give, we got to start giving each other flowers, man. You know what I mean? And I, and I'm not saying like actually give us flowers, but give each other kudos, man. Because I think a lot of times it's easy to say negative things about a person, and it's hard to say the positive things about what somebody's doing. You know what I mean? It's easy to be a negative Nancy. Like I could be negative all day, but it's hard to be positive. And I think that's something we got to grow into, man. I agree. Got to show that love, man. Especially because there's so many of us, bro. I remember on like one of the episodes Grundy and I did, a little shameless plug real quick. Um, I also have a podcast called hey, Celestial bro. Conversations. We, uh, we've we been on a, like a year and a half hiatus between myself moving and my co-host trying to finish school. And then, like I said, he's still back in Delaware. But I do have a podcast called Celestial Conversations. You can find that on all, everywhere you can find this podcast, you can find that one as well. Again, Celestial Conversations. But one of the episodes that we had on there uh, a while a while back was um <clears throat> was oh we were talking about uh, I forgot how it came up but within the conversation I pretty much alluded how I have a group chat with like eight seven eight nine of my best friends and the two ladies I was on the episode with they were taken aback they were like not only do I have a group chat but I have a group chat with like I said, seven, eight, nine other men that I like call my best friends. Like it, it blew their mind that that was even a thing that existed. And so mm-hmm. I think sometimes to match point, this is where I'm going with this, is that we take that, like you said, we sometimes take that for granted that we like our friend group is rare as fuck. Yeah. It's not something that people have and it's not a support system that people come across often because people's emotions and just feelings and envy and jealousy get involved. You know what I mean? Just so much other outside BS gets involved and just the idea, like I said, of having somebody somebody go in the group chat and count it so we can have like a legit number of how many people are in there. You know what I mean? But it's like, just to have a, a support system in a group chat of eight men that legitimately call each other's brothers and friends. So seven, seven it's crazy. People, yeah. so seven, seven, seven yeah. You know what I mean? And it's crazy. So, um, like I said, I said all that to say because not only if, if we, like I said, implement what I said and then what Matt piggyback with, and we have ourselves and then six other people holding us accountable to do those things, like there's no way we, we won't be successful because that's right. six other people with positive energy and the same mindset and the same affirmations, like I said, holding us accountable and everything like that. And then we try to hold each other accountable when it comes to the re- relationships and stuff like that, but which is great, <laughs> but <laughs> if we transfer that into like businesses and goals and health and everything else, I guess you know it's no it's, it's no reason why bad news can't be like a a multi million dollar conglomerate. <laughs> Shout out to bad news, man. <laughs> yeah. Now that's real. That's that's real talk. And we and we we talked about this. I want to say when we had Mike on the podcast the first time, we talked about how influential bad news is, and it's like. I, I talk to my wife about this all the time. Even she don't even talk to her friends. Like I think women, like when it, when you when men say you I got a group chat, we talk about all these things, they just taking it back, like you have that? And it's like not, not to not to downplay what women can do, but I think women, there a lot of their emotions play into it and everything like that. I think men, it's just a logical thing. Like if I don't like you, I'm gonna tell you I don't like you, and here's the reason why. If I wanna fight you, I'm gonna tell you why I wanna fight you, and here's the reasons why. And I think that's what makes our group chat so successful because we don't hold back, we don't pull punches. 
like if I don't like what Joe did, I'm gonna tell him why I don't like what he did. If I don't like what Vaughn did, I'm gonna tell you why I don't like. If I don't like what Mike did, I'm gonna tell him why I didn't like what he did. And I think we continue to do that. But then it's also you know piggyback. We gotta we gotta put those positive um, affirmations in effect too with each other. That's the that's the number one thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah uh, I don't understand why we're all not rich right now. Um, <laughs> be honest, yo, for real though, like. Think about all the things we've talked about in the group chat and like all the different things or all the different um, qualities that we have when it comes to doing certain things. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Vaughn has the clothing. You know what I'm saying? Mike got the clothing. Um, you know, Greg photography. Right. Coley with this, you know, cybersecurity or some shit. You know, like it's so many different things that, you know what I mean? It could really come together to make something big. Um, but yeah, we are rare though, and that's why I fuck with the team so tough. In fact, that's just how we rocking. Yo, I consistently tell folks the amount of folks we have in a group, the amount of guys and day ones we we stick by each other all the time, and we talk to each other all the time in the group chat. We give each other good, good energy, good vibes, and it's like no one else can really, no one really else has that at all. Period. I don't know. I don't know one person that has an eight-person group chat that they grew up with since yeah. the sandbox and can talk to for advice or actually yeah, need, everything. You know, ask everything. for help. You know, everything. It's just crazy. Everything. It has been a long time, yo. Since like I think I think people. What, what we say, Matt? Like, like probably like I, I moved to Delaware history. in two thousand. Yeah, you talking about when it first when everything came together. Yeah, you know, what I mean, when everybody started, I always tell the story like from my perspective, when I came into June, I moved to Delaware 2001. I met Dan 2001, you know what I mean? Then I want to say 2005, I met Coley. Then a few years later, met Joe. Then I mean, the moment met Mike, Joe, Fawn. Well, Eric was in there too, Eric was in there too, and then um. Greg came along in college when Eric, when we was all sent to college and everything like that. And then he came and he came into the fold like, like that. He came into the fold, and I think that's that's real tough. And then it's and then like Mike said, people came and gone. Like we had we had we had other people in the chat. They came, they they left. They was gone. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't they wasn't in that right circle in that right mind to be where we at. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's yeah. like I feel like not not to say I'm the oddball, but I I, I feel like I'm. I kind of am because I didn't grow up and go to high school with y'all. You know what I mean? I, my parents moved out to into the into the watch. Um, I think it was 03, 04, because that's when I moved in Jersey. My dad and then moved to Delaware around the same time. So I came to Delaware like 03, 04. Coley was a, but I was only coming out there on weekends to see my pops. You know what I mean? It was an every other weekend thing. And then I was coming out there like over the summer, like spending like the summer out there too. But I met Coley across the street. Uh Dan was four houses down Matt was two three houses down from that and that's that's who I met first but I just man I remember coming over Coley and I playing Madden for hours going to Matt's crib <laughs> and, and playing football and Lance was playing like steady quarterback for like oh yeah three lines weekends was was the best time of, of my life bro for real because I was going home to Jersey and pretty much living dolo it was just my yeah. mom, my stepdad, and me. Like I, I had nobody else in the crib. So coming to Delaware was really like the highlight of my <clears throat> month, week, summer, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? So 
and and y'all to still be, like I said, my legitimate best friends that I have. You know what I mean? It's, it's I don't talk to many people from high school. You feel me? Like y'all the y'all the gang for real. You know what I mean? So right. it's that's 100. 100 on 100 uh, on that one. I, I've expressed that before a couple of times, like how how appreciative I am of you guys, you know, in the chat and whatnot, because it's real. Bro. Start crying. Yeah, fact. Nah. <laughs> he about to do that, he about to do that Denzel Washington glory tear. I'm just being real, man. Nah, nah, nah. This is rare. It's rare, man, for a group of men to have like this. Only you only see the type of shit in movies and in TV shows for real, for real, bro. Like. For it to be like this in real life, it's just, it's not, it's not something that you come across often. You know what I mean? It's definitely, nah. definitely appreciated. I and mean, it's crazy because I always think of our shit like, like the brothers. Y'all, y'all seen the movie The Brothers? Mm, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think of, I think of our joint like that because, like, we've all, we've all been in situations. We've always held each other accountable. We've always had, we've all, all had lovely ladies come and go in our lives, and we always kept each other <clears> accountable when it came to certain things. So I, I I always think of us like that the brothers but a bigger but a bigger faction you get what I'm saying yeah you know yeah I mean? for real but and yeah. and it's funny because I used to tell people all the time like I never grew up with my brothers like my real brothers but the only thing that made Delaware enjoyable was growing up with y'all like y'all was actually my bro- like can can't nobody tell me that y'all are not my brothers like we real deal grew up you know what I'm yeah, saying facts, we real deal facts, grew up together facts. um. Do some shit, boy. But yeah, yeah like man. shit been lit, bro. I don't give a fuck what nobody say, man. We've we been through some stuff, bro. There's stories for days. We told stories on great the times. But oh yeah, we've been, through, we've been through a lot, man. Oh my you know, gosh. A lot of stuff, man. Our neighborhood was the best in bear. Yeah. I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> shout, uh, shout we had the watch, best man. kickbacks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shout out to mom and them for leaving there the other weekend. Cause God, oh my God. told my dad. that house was like a that house was like a hotel party every time. All right, so yeah, yeah, it was it was nah. fun. <laughs> it yo, was fun. But nah, you know, and and it's and you know it's all love, man. And it's we've been through a lot, man. You know what I mean? Everybody came to my wedding. Well, shout out to Smooth. He wasn't able to come because of his military duties. You know what I mean? But everybody came that was supposed to come that was supposed to be there was there. You know what I mean? And that's just really, I will I will always remember that and always hold that dear, man, because everybody showed up suited and booted. You know what I mean? Dancing, having a good time. And that was that was that was love for me, man. That was a great time. Great I time. know it right. was, man. I was very great pissed time. off that day. As a matter of fact, I think I ended up <laughs> drinking that night. Um just so I could celebrate in, you know, yeah, and 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 from the from a distance, yeah. I stay whack for that but, shit know, though. Why don't y'all do it again? All right, how about y'all hold a like, reception? Like, a, oh, you talking about like a like a, re- a renewal of the vows type of thing? Hell yeah, do it today. I think, um, yeah, I don't know about now, but it probably we probably do that. We probably do that like on our five years because like, we had three. We had three now, three. So we'll probably do it two more years. We will do like a renewal and then that, three years out. already. Yeah, man. Wow, man. In two thousand eight, two thousand eighteen, it'd be it'd be three years and um, no, it'd be four years um uh, this October. Yeah, go to Miami again. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Yo, shout out, to, shout out to G, shout out to G5, man. Probably the litest. 
This nigga right here. Yo, Mash on his head. Goddamn Miami. Shout out to G5, man. My God. Shout out to G5, man. Hey, no bullshit. I still got a video of uh Matt doing the goddamn his Haitian two-step at uh that spot in Middletown. Was it 270 or not 273? What's that one? Uh yeah, that drum. Hey, yeah, boy. It was um Damn, what weekend was that? It was a weekend I came. He was back. drunk as hell. Yeah. He was oh drunk as hell. Because we had we had something at Javon Crib the next day. Yeah. It was my birthday yeah. the next yeah. day, too. Yeah. We had a little cookout in the back. Yeah. Funny as shit. Lit cookouts at Vaughn's. Oh my lit, gosh. Lit weekend. Facts. Cookouts yeah. at Vaughn's be nice. Nah, the bone bone be hitting with that mac and cheese, bro. You don't know about his mac and cheese. That's gonna be hitting, you know man. Five, man. You know the five, you man. Know. I don't know why. Yo, he can I'm telling you, Vaughn, you know what I mean? You could do the catering if you wanted to. You know what I mean? I don't know why, man. You know, you ball head catering. You call it right there. Let's stamp it. <laughs> Yo, that is a fire ass name, bro. Ball head catering, bro. Let's go ahead. Ball headed right cater, cuz. Oh, I'm telling you, bro. All right, yo. Listen, yo, what? Add it to the YouTube. He started Facts. making you know like, showing the saying? tutorial, yeah. showing the tutorial how you make that mac and cheese. Facts. Or, nah, nah, you can't give that shit away, bro. Yeah, not maybe not yeah. that one. Nah, that mac yeah. and cheese. Yeah, mm-hmm. facts, bro. Facts. But all right, you know what I mean. That's just to say we love the bad news. You know what I mean? We grew up with it, and that's just it's a part of us. You know what I mean? I think everybody should get yeah, tired of bad bad news on their chest. Facts. On their on they, um. You know what I mean? We need to we need to get tatted. We need to be inked up forever with that one. Yo, like, I was gonna get a um a big ass like a like a bear scratch. Yeah. Across my ribs and in between the scratches, it was gonna say uh it was gonna say bad B&B. news, gentlemen. Oh yeah, man. some shit. That's dope. Yeah, that would be dope too. As far as like a bear claw scratch. Yo, if somebody the inside, that would be tough. I've That'd said it a million times. If somebody can get a tattoo artist to draw out the picture, I will get that tatted on my body. I just need some. I just need a graphic designer to design it. Somebody come up with a dope concept with bad news, gentlemen, or bad news, n words, whatever. Bad, I think bad news, gentlemen, is good. Wow. It's better. Yeah, but, bad news, n words. No. Yeah, bad <laughs> news, gentlemen. <laughs> something, something dope like what Smooth was saying, bro. I'm gonna get that gentleman on. That probably be my first tat. Probably be my. Yeah, first yo, I I started saying bad news, gentlemen, after we started becoming Atlanta. men. For real, yeah. for real. Well, I mean, you, you first broadcasted it in Atlanta. I remember that. Yeah, first, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's a good way to go about it. I mean, it, niggas is in growth as far we. We're right. Yo, we not, we not like. Yeah, we not. I mean, we. But we, we I not, feel like the legendary yeah, B and B man. The legendary B and B. Let's talk about you know how y'all feel about the Ahmad Arbery case and you know what I mean those three gentlemen just got convicted. Uh, Travis McMichael. Michael McMichael mm-hmm. and and the, and the guy was videoing. They just got they just got convicted and sentenced to life without parole. How do you guys feel about the situation? You know what I mean. Are y'all happy for the for the verdict? Um, you think this is a, a win for the black man, the black cause? Like, how do y'all feel about it? Well, honestly, um, it it doesn't it does a little bit of justice, but I mean, you know, you can't really can't stay really uh healed the wound you know what i'm saying like it just did a little bit of something uh for the family at least um and for the culture and this was a whole i feel like the judge was more on the family side and realizing and recognizing that this was somewhat like a modern day lynching honestly on the way they they went about things as far as them seeking to go after this young man as he's in 
another um, house, but it's, you know, someone else's property, but um, they took it upon themselves to actually stop what they were doing. Uh, I believe they said that the son of the McMichaels, um, Everett, he was putting his son down to sleep and, and, and out of nowhere, his dad came in. I was watching the trial, I mean, the sentencing today as I was at work and um, they said that uh, the son of the dad from you know, the son was putting his son to sleep and they decided to then seek Mr. Ahmad Albury and, you know, get into the confrontation that they did. And, you know, the result was the result. And it was, it was very devastating. It's a tragic event. Um, I went, I'm a, I'm a father, you feel me? So when the, 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 when the dad went up to the podium and decided to give his speech, it was, it was, devastating honestly but like I said it brings justice but it doesn't really you know um heal the whole wound in itself go ahead Vaughn well I think I I think you can say I was kind of surprised you know what I mean just because we know the track record of the American uh, justice system and it's never been in our favor and probably never will be because of how certain things and certain laws are legitimately written, you know what I mean? To go against African-American, Black people, you know what I mean, <clears throat> et cetera. So to see the results and see that, I guess you could say technically justice was served, it was surprising, you know what I mean? And <clears throat> I don't know, you would think because of how numb and how, um, and I say this, you know what I mean, with respect, but I feel like we've become numb to the fact of our people being wrongfully convicted and killed without justice. You know what I mean? But with that being said, you would think that I would be more elated to see that one of our brothers who were wrongfully slain be, you know what I mean, have some justice in his favor. You think you would think I would be elated for that. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know. I think... I think if I see more happen consistently, I'll be elated and I'll be more excited about it. But because, I mean, God forbid, but something could happen next week and at the end of the year, we could re- we could be right back to the same old American justice system. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I think if we have more cases go in our favor and more of our people get, if they end up being alive, get acquitted, or if they end up getting slain wrongfully, you know, I mean, the people who did take their lives get um, convicted and get significant jail time and not eight to 10 years and getting out and stuff like that. And if they get life in like legitimate jail time consistently, I'll feel confident and, you know, I mean, and legitimately feel like, okay, justice was served and is continuing to be served. You know, what I mean, um, <clears throat> and I mean, Definitely, definitely send my condolences to the, uh, to the Albury uh, family. Hopefully, I pronounced our name right. But because uh, I remember when those video, truthfully, we keep it on it. I remember when that video came out. It was a lot of, it was a lot of split sided and division within the group mm-hmm. chat. Not, 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 sure not in the world. In the, in the group chat alone. In the group chat mm-hmm. alone, a lot of people saying, "We gotta wait till all the information comes. We gotta, I remember we gotta that. see what happens." And not throwing no shade or anything. I'm just saying, saying what it is. Yeah, I know me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't beat around the bush for shit. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? It was a, it was, it was a lot of, 
lot of lot of split, you know what I mean, opinions, which understandably so, because the there wasn't really a lot in the beginning. We didn't know what was going on, and there were a lot of people saying different things, but <clears throat> it's it's just crazy, you know what I mean? What what blows my mind so much about situations like this is that like the audacity that some white folks have to even feel like they, they can go out and take matters into their own hands to try to be a damn vigilante and shit. Exactly. Vigilanteism, much. man. Pretty much. Pretty much. Exactly. To make it seem like they're that authoritative figure to be able to go out and Trying take a man's life. You know what I mean? Or yeah. even, you know what I mean, chase somebody down at, you know what I mean, with, I don't know if they had him at gunpoint or whatever, but chase him down with two other men in the truck and have a gun on hand to like really try to you know what I mean? Take this man's life. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, I could go on all day. Y'all know me and how I feel about these certain situations. So I don't want to talk yeah. too much, but um, for his family's sake, I'm I'm happy that they all got life. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I agree. I'm, I'm about the same way. Like, I'm, I'm definitely happy for the family. Um, it is, it is a win, you know, because justice was served um but i'm also like you vine it's like all right who's next or what's next because we constantly see this all the time um and it's it, it, it's funny because uh when we had uh matt's cousin up here uh chris we were talking about chris. um hey, shout out to chris yeah shout out to chris uh we were talking about uh, or he had made up a point brought up a point about symbolism um, like how Juneteenth was supposed to be a huge win for the Black folks, which, yes, it was, but what really came from that? How is that going to help us moving forward? We got another holiday. I mean, that's that's cool. But what's, what's next? You know what I'm saying? So um, we appreciate the win, but let's see it on a consistent basis. Let's see this happen every time a case like this is brought up. If you know the 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 cases on on, on their side, right? Um, let's see this consistently. Then maybe folks will be like, "Oh, all right, well, we kind of got some faith in the justice system now because they're actually doing what they are supposed to be doing, being a fair justice system." Um, but you know, with we, we're not gonna we're not gonna see that. I don't know if we're going to see that in our lifetime. I take that back. I think we will towards the tail end once all these um, seasoned uh, people in Congress and judicial system and all that, as soon as they get up out of there, you know, it's going to be people from our generation that's going to start taking uh, taking office. And I think it's a lot more people in our generation that's... Uh, I think it's fair to say cool. You know what I'm saying? Like we all grew up together. So it was never really like that black and white hate or that that they saw or that our parents may have seen or our grandparents may have seen. Everybody now is like, dude, nobody care about that shit. I mean, you see a bunch of interracial inter, interracial relationships now. So that that's been, you know, I think that's been changed, but um, you know, it's still a couple of them out here, but anyways, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think, you know, it is what it is. We'll see what happens next. What about you, Mr. Matt? Um, I think, 
I think I think it was I think it was a win um, because you know like Vaughn said um, you know we don't really get a lot of, of these W's like that we don't really get a lot of these type of convictions especially life with three people that's that's a win but then again it's like all right cool we got this one but what's gonna happen next what's the next video we're gonna see what's the next sling we're gonna see you know what I mean it's I think I think the best win would be like the laws need to be changed like if the legislative system of that state needs to be kind of changed or reconciled to where somebody can't have the ability or the authority to kind of just chase someone down and try to hold them against their will or whatever the case may be, because the law does state that, but they acted unjustly. I think the the law change would probably be a better win for me, even though they did get like, they got what they deserve because they deserve that for the slaying of that, of that man, of that, of that man, shout out to his family, rest in peace to him. But I, I think, I think the laws have to be, have to be next on this one. That has to be the next agenda. Um, and I think so, black people have to, black people have to tackle that instead mm-hmm. of just going for the money because that's they're gonna go for the money they're gonna go for the trinkets instead of making a long term stand. We'll give you two million dollars. The city will pay for your laws, but we'll never change this law. We're gonna keep it the way it is. No, no, no. The law got to be changed, man. That that's kind of what I wanna. With my fault, Joe, to cut you off. I know you about to. No, no. The thing that I was sitting here thinking about, right? And I guess this is. Uh, to piggyback the points that we were all making. It's like, let's go back to, I don't know how far apart they were, but these are just the two biggest things that came to mind for whatever reason, right? The, the Rodney King case in being- 1992. Like, you said what? 1992. Oh, so that was in the 90s. Okay, so that was- mm-hmm. LA, LA, LA riots. Yeah. Right, right. So it was a big, it was a big disparity in time there, but- so what I'll still say what I was going to say, even though the, the time disparity is, is very vast, but the Rodney King case and then the OJ case, mm-hmm. right? So the point that I'm getting at is the Rodney King thing. I know the, uh, the OJ thing happened first, but the 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 point is kind of irrelevant now because of how how far apart they happened, but I'll, I'll still try to make the point, right? The point I was trying to make or, or going to make was that I, I just hope that this um this this Ahmaud Arbery case isn't like a win they just gave us to to shut us up for a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing that. I hope they didn't, this wasn't just like a case they gave us and made and allowed, allowed us to win, you know what I mean, just to, to shut us up, you know what I mean, just and something else will happen an X amount of time that, like I said, that'll go right back into the, the same situation. So it's like, we feel as though the um, the Miss Taylor case, we feel like we probably lost that one. The mm-hmm. uh, the um, the George Floyd case, we probably feel like we lost that one because neither one of those people got life to my understanding. But this case comes along and they gave them life. You see, is what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but, but I think they in jail though. Hold on, they, hold on. The, yeah, they in jail. But I think I think with the George Floyd, right? Like I'm gonna sound like a bad dude when I say this shit, but I, I feel like with the George Floyd, I think he got immortalized for the wrong reason. Like I don't think he was a martyr at all. I don't I don't think he was someone that was sticking up for justice or anything like that. Like he wasn't a is that what they painted him as? Yeah, they oh my god, he, he's immortalized, bro. He's a, he's a, he's a martyr. They got statues of him and everything. I mean, yeah, be, well, I see that with Breonna Taylor and all other folks too. 
I don't I, know. I get, he, I, but I, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna let you finish your point though. I get, I get, I get, I get the, I get the Brianna Taylor one because she got shot. The, uh, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a stupid warrant, and they came in, they shot up the place, they did all this crazy stuff. I get that, but I think with George Floyd, yes, I feel sorry for his death. He shouldn't have died. You know, what I mean, and and when what the police did, that was wrong training. They shouldn't have did that. But I don't think he should be recognized as someone as a black leader or anything like that. I don't, I, I think we need to just not recognize him as that. I yeah, think he just, well, I, I think he just needs to be someone that was, he was wrongfully slain due to police yeah. injustice, but yeah. he shouldn't be someone recognized as a leader or a, somebody part of a movement. He was not. I don't, I, yeah, I, maybe I'm not seeing the right news I or something. I, I don't, I don't see him being painted as that guy. That was a martyr. Yeah, that's that's new. They got they got statues and everything all of him up. Yeah, I mean, they do have statues. Yeah, I'm, I'm, even, I'm, immortalizing I him. I can see what Matt saying is because more like maybe that was like, wasn't that the case that like really kicked off like all the protests and marching and everything? Like, it, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a turning point. point. Up all the riots. Yeah, it was a turning like point that. for sure. Yeah, that yeah. was the one. Definitely. So I can see I can see why Matt could say that um and everything like that, but. I don't, and, and I didn't even mean that for the conversation to go there, <laughs> but I was just, like I said, I was just trying to say, I hope that this isn't, wasn't like a, like a hush case in a way. Like, I get you. I get you, bro. To, like to, to further the, the example, it's like, you know how a lot of people say like Obama, Obama's term was just like eight years of just to shut black people up. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? started on that, man. So I'm, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to further the example. <laughs> so what I'm saying makes sense. You know what I mean? I just hope yeah. this case wasn't a case nah. that we won just to shut black people up for X amount of time and for us to still, like, you know what I mean? For us to forget about still how wrong the, the legal system is, like Matt was saying, and to not push the laws to be changed because we won this case. But you I, know what I, I mean? I get you, Avoid Juan, the like, bigger picture. I get you. And I, and I think it's like we talked about it with Chris. It's that symbolism that being the first this, the first that. Like black people, like we got to get out of that mindset of this first this, first that shit, man, because that shit doesn't mean nothing. You can be the first this, first that, but what, what did you do? What have you done? What did you do to change the course of it? I think I think we get immortalized in the, into this first this, first that, but we never change what comes with that. Yeah, we got a first black vice president, right? What 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 is that gonna what is, what what is that doing for us? What is that what is that doing for us? We got a we got a president that has dementia. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? So I was so just about to say Kamala gonna be right on that list. It just it just it's just it's just baffling sometimes that like especially when we talked about the Juneteenth. Yeah, we got that. That's a that's a, a beautiful thing to get as a holiday, right? Mm-hmm. What happened? What, what happened? Y'all remember what happened with that reparation talk? Whatever happened with that? That was dead in the water when that was came, when the campaigns was coming. That was the question that was asking all the candidates: came reparations, reparations, reparations. No, we'll look into that. We'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that. I have not heard a single word about it after after he got elected. What was the promise he made to people? I'm going to cancel your student loan. Not a word. So, and I get it. We talked about this three podcasts ago about. We got to start looking at our state and local representatives more than looking at the president because they're not going to do nothing for us. State and local representatives are going to help us out a little bit more because um, they can change a lot, a lot, a lot of a lot more things than the president can. President kind of kind of got his hands tied. He's kind of puppet, whatever the case may be. But it's just we we got to stop looking at it of getting the first this, first that, blah blah blah. We got to make a change into what law got passed, what this got passed. 
Like those things matter because they're stamped in history. First, first president, great. First black president, great. What did he do? Name one thing Obama did for black folks. I want one of y'all to name one thing. Got mad in his bag. <laughs> name one. Name one I, thing. I don't. I don't really care for politics. So I. I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I can name. I can name three consecutive things that he did for different minorities that benefited them greatly. One thing he passed. LGBT oh, same-sex marriage bill being allowed in all 50 states. Secondly, wow. he 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 um he he um he appointed uh I want to say the first Latina Supreme Court justice, Sonia Sotomayor. And third, was that him that did that? I don't know what the third thing was, but then and then Biden. Biden <laughs> he he signed into action um the the, the Asian hate crime bill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's just baffling like and then it's like you got to give them you got to give them ethnic groups they they kudos man because they get they get their stuff man yeah they i was gonna to say you it, put man. me game to that with the uh as far as like uh teach me about the lobbyists and and bro, the cats the, that's I'm like getting you, these I, folks to push for these bills like that's bro i'm telling you don't my, think about that my cousin said shout out to shout out to said man he's um he's a he's a he's a black conservative Trump supporter, but he's real. He knows what he'd be talking about. Like he'd be telling me about politics and everything like that and the laws and all that. And he tells me like, yo, it's the lobbyists, bro. Like the lobbyists push to get these laws passed. If you if you have it in with the lobbyists, because they're the ones that take the, the politicians out to eat and, and kind of inform them of the laws and see what, what how why would it be? They're the ones that inform them of the laws that they want to get passed, whether it's like NRA, uh, LGBTQ groups or you know, Asian groups or black groups or whatever, they have lobbyists that kind of push those laws to get passed. And it's mm-hmm. all about money, man. It's money into those lobbyist groups. If And what, what's one thing about black folks they don't know how to do? They don't know how to put money together. Group economics, right? Mm-hmm. That's Dr. Claude. That's Dr. Claude Anderson. He taught us about that. Group, group, group economics. And we can continue to keep the black dollar in the black, black area. And then we, we can solve all our problems, right? Bond, you live in the black Possibly. mecca. You live in a black Mecca in, in the United States, Atlanta. How many black businesses do they have in Atlanta? A lot. A lot, right? And Atlanta is, is going through a lot of stuff. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing going good with Atlanta right now. But it's it's just like it's just mind-blowing. Like we can't get to that t- that that logical thinking, man. It's just crazy. Sorry to go on a tangent, man, but it's it was there. It, it 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 was there and gone. Good. That that mindset was there and gone. It, that I, I think we talked about it before, but I, I think people got too scared and had to <clears throat> had to stop worrying about everybody else and worry about themselves because of the changes that was going on after these black businesses and um, like black middle classes and stuff like that was established. People started disappearing. People was dying. People was getting locked up. So that whole group economics thing, how you gonna do that when your group is dispersed? You got you got folks to see the dead in jail. I know, I know, I know what I know how they can do it because black people are, the, are are one of the richest when it comes to spending money in other communities and spending it on stupid shit. Mm-hmm. We buy all this stupid stuff that's not black owned at all. And I'm not I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be angry or I'm not trying to say it as a bad thing, but it just comes to an imperative where name the last black business that you supported. Nonchalant. There you go. Name one, Vaughn. Um, damn. 
probably where I got my vitamins and like my detox pills and stuff like there, that. There you go. Name name one, Mike, a black business that you supported. Part of me. These oils, it's these essential oils, it's these essential oils that my girl got, and these these aromatherapy candles. I don't know the name, but it's a black owned business. It's a black owned uh, chick. It's a chick actually, yeah. I can I can name a black a black business that I support. My yeah. barber's black. I go to the Essence. Shout out to Carlos. That's a black Lose. barber. I support him and I tip him well, cause I take care of him and he take care of me, we can name one, but we definitely can name the last time we bought some Nikes, the last time we bought this, the last time we bought that. That's easy to remember, right? Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know, man. I'm just speaking out my butt, but it's, it, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, though, because, like, it, it's hard to kind of put us in that area. Like Bond said, what I mean, what, like Joe said about, you know, incarceration and everything like that and people. But I think even still, we still, like, look at, look, just look at the celebrity. Look at Instagram, right? Every celebrity always represents an expensive white-owned brand, whether it's Balenciaga, Gucci. Like, look what Kanye just did, right? He has a he has a merger. He's about to come out with a, with a nice deal, which probably gonna be fire when it comes out. I'm not knocking that. But Balenciaga, Gap, and Yeezy, they gonna merge and 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 come out with some with some hot stuff. That's amazing, right? But it's still you still supporting a white-owned company at the end of the day. You buy his stuff, you still support a white company, even though he's the face of it. He's still gonna be Balenciaga Gap is behind those white owned companies. So I, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, man. Like, like celebrities talk about they support black owned businesses, but every time you see them, what fit they in? They ain't either Fashion Nova, Balenciaga, Gucci, whatever. Anybody? I support black businesses. Why are you not wearing their style? Why are you not shouting them out? Because mm-hmm. those businesses get you more clout. That's why. But was out, man. This has been a, an excellent episode. I appreciate y'all being here as guests. Um, any last words, last thoughts from you guys? Appreciate you guys having me. Word. This was definitely dope. Definitely dope, man. Makes me miss being on. Uh, make, makes me miss doing a podcast. To be honest, man. It was definitely a uh, like a, a stress reliever in a way. You know what I mean? Just to sit down every week with Grundy and have a podcast and just talk about whatever. So right. this was definitely this was definitely fun. Appreciate appreciate the invite. Um, shout out to Has for not being able to make it. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, we didn't invite him. Yeah, stupid. Has wherever you at, brother. Yeah, you wasn't invited to this party. Yeah, Where you at, brother? That, yo. Wow. Where you was at, bro? Where you at? That's what's up, Vaughn. That's what's up. <laughs> Keeping all that shit. Yeah, facts. Facts. That's funny as hell. But um, nah, man, we definitely appreciate y'all coming through. And uh, hell, Vaughn, next time, if you want to pull up again, yo, just say the word. Yeah. Same with facts. you, Mr. McClare. Yeah. Shout y'all Instagrams out and shot and sign off real quick, guys. Yeah, it's your boy King Vaughn, man. You can follow me on Instagram at KingXVaughn underscore. Uh, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, please and thank you, at Vaughn's Closet. If you just search that on YouTube, it should come right up. And tune in to Celestial Conversations, man. We haven't recorded in quite some time, but we got 54 episodes out, so plenty of content to catch up to. So yeah, tap in. Tap in. Where you guys can follow me at Lee Nonchalant G's on Instagram. I also have the brand website at Nonchalant Clothing Brand. 
um, on IG, and you can also go to www.nationalclothingbrand.net, and you can also go there. Keep that dollar black. Try to. It's going to Chick-fil-A right after this. Watch. <laughs> Peace and love, y'all. Peace and love. Hi. Hi, y'all. Hi. <laughs>